murderers decoding the crime verse. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Decoding the Crimeverse. I am Danny, and I am joined with... The baby. No, I actually can't. <laughs> you know what? I don't understand why I put up with him. I honestly think... Ah, nah, it's fearless ego. To, mm, I don't know where. Madagascar. Fly, I'm gonna fly out of the ship. <laughs> I'll put you in a box. <laughs> the box is gonna fly. You'll see the box flying in the air. Wow, oh, it's a box <laughs> flying now. So you Superman mm, now. Mm, you never know. Hmm? Anything is possible in this day and age. Just saying. I mean, people have seen stuff fl- floating around okay, in the air. Okay, this doesn't even deem a dignified response from me. <laughs> but today we're diving into a case which has been unsolved for 65 years. Dun, dun, the dun, boy dun. in the box, otherwise known as America's unknown child. A heartbreaking story to which the end has yet to be written. Dun, dun, dun. So, <laughs> it is the most enduring mystery to ever perplex Philadelphia detectives and it came to light on february 23rd 1957 when a lasalle college student parked his car on the side of the road and began a hike across a vacant lot in the drizzling rain why are we walking in the rain why (laughs) anyway but what he found as he walked across the overgrown lot that night would shock the community It was a cardboard box, seemingly innocent, until he looked inside and saw the small corpse of a child which had been wedged into it. He turned back and ran back to his car, Mm. confessed what he had seen to a priest, and then they called the police. And officers were sent to investigate. Mm. The patrolman who arrived on the lot on February 24th found a large cardboard carton lying on its side open at one end. The box mm. had once held a baby bassinet from J.C. Penny. So obviously sure. okay. probably belonged to mm. wherever this child was from. Inside the box was a small boy, his pale white body wrapped in a cheap imitation Indian blanket. They searched the lot and 17 feet away from the box, they discovered a man's cap made from royal blue corduroy with a leather Mm. strap and a buckle on the back. Okay. The beaten path through the weeds and the underbush led directly from the camp cap to the coffin so basically what that means is whoever placed it the path then because obviously in grass when you step on grass yeah it goes flat yeah yeah. so he had it showed that whoever had walked had then also dropped the cat cap Mm. not a cat the cap my goodness (laughs) an autopsy was performed on the boy his report placed the boy between four to six years old. He had blue eyes sure. and light blonde hair, which had been badly cut, actually like basically shaved almost to the skull. Mm. Okay. He was 41 inches tall and weighed only 30 pounds at the time 30. of his death. Now, I am sure. South African, so I have to convert 30 pounds. Because I don't know pounds. I know kilos. Yeah. 13 kilos. Guys, my dog weighs more than that. 
my dog weighs okay not my dog weighs 12 but it's a sausage 12. dog which is a Almost small eight. dog it's not like a labrador <laughs> it's small and the ba- the, the four year olds wake no that's ridiculous anyway yeah it, it makes sense a four year old does not okay, weigh no, 13 wait, 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 kilos no, that's a f- i'm thinking a baby no he's four so imagine a four year old okay weighing just about the same weight as okay. my dog <laughs> I thought, of I thought my dog was fat. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, no. So even me, I'm thinking my dog weighs too much for its size, and now you're telling me the kid weighs a similar at four. Okay, well, were you expecting the baby to weigh? Okay, the four-year-old. Okay, let to me weigh Google. More. How much should a four-year-old weigh? Because I feel like. <sighs> There's a part of me that's like that's normal, but there's the other part of me that's like, feel like this baby was not getting fed, you know. So, yeah, uh, I'll go. Okay, I'll go with the other yeah. one. He's not getting that fed. That a four-year-old should weigh at least five to six kilograms more than that. Yeah, so, the, this, so this, 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 this baby wasn't getting fed. No. Yeah. Anyway, the cause of death was a savage beating that left the boy's body and face covered in fresh bruises. All the marks included an L-shaped scar on his chin, mm. a one-inch surgical scar on his left side of his chest, Ish. a round irregular scar on his left elbow, and a well-healed scar um, in between his legs, apparently mm. from a hernia surgery. And a yeah. scar yeah. from the left ankle that resembled a cut-down incision used to expose expose veins for a blood transfusion. He had been circumcised but had no vaccinations, which suggests he had not been enrolled in public school because they just do those at public school. Yeah. The victim's right palm and soles were both wrinkly and rough, suggesting that he had been submerged in water immediately before or after death. Mm. When exposed to ultraviolet light, the boy's eyes showed a fluorescent bright shade of blue, indicating he had been exposed to this dye, which was often used to treat chronic eye disease. The boy's death was attributed to a head trauma, probably inflicted by a blunt object or someone squeezing his head really tightly detectives clothed the boy and photographed his battered face in the hopes they might be able to learn his name but their hopes slowly died investigators then focused on the box of the coffin because they're like Mm. well no one's coming forward that this is their child so let's try identify him as we said it originally held a baby bassinet from jc penny and was one of only a dozen received on Mm. november 27th Mm. 1956 and was sold for seven dollars fifty cents between december 3rd and february 16th from a store in upper derby Pennsylvania. Hmm. The store, however, kept no record of the individual sales. However, the other 11 bassinets were eventually located by detectives. Hmm. FBI fingerprint technicians found no usable prints on the box recovered in the lot. The examination of the blanket 
proved just as frustrating. It was made from cheap cotton flannel, Ish. okay, and had been recently washed and mended using poor grade cotton thread. Mm. It had also been cut into two separate unequal pieces and then wrapped around the naked boy. The label, however, inside the blue cap led the police to Robin's Eagle Hat and Cap Company in Philadelphia and again was one of 12 that had been made from that corduroy. Ish. Okay. Robbins, however, recalled that particular hat because it had been made without a leather strap and the purchaser was a blonde man in his late 20s who had returned a few months later to actually have the strap sewn on. However, uh, they didn't ha she didn't have a record of his name or address, but she did say he resembled the boy in the photographs, as in the mm. boy who was in the box. Philadelphia police then circulated more than 10,000 flyers with the child's photo on it but n it came with no results yeah. and they even the gas works mailed out 200,000 flyers to its customers with their monthly gas bill and still sure. nothing came up okay over 300,000 flyers were sent out in total and still there was nothing someone yeah. somewhere knew who this boy was and what happened to him and no one was talking mm-hmm Five months after they found the boy, the authorities buried him in Philadelphia's Potter's Field near Philadelphia State Hospital. Okay? And the tombstone read, Heavenly Father, bless this unknown boy. And shame. The police sure. actually, the detectives on the case actually saved up money to buy him a headstone. I thought that was yeah. really special. The case went cold, silent, and deathly still until November 4th, 1998, where hey. they exhumed his body to try and collect some DNA. Mm. However, nothing came of it. They tried again in 2000, and nothing came of it. And then they tried again on in April 2001, and they were reported to have been successful in getting some DNA from him. Like most unsolved murders... There has been a number of theories advanced against this case, but there are two that kind of warrant attention. The rest, you know, conspiracy theorists are conspiracy theorists. So the first, I'm one of them. which has been eventually ruled out, involved a foster home that was located a little more than a mile from a vacant lot where the boy's body was found. In mm. 1960, Remington Bristow, an employee of the medical examiner's office, who doggedly pursued the case until his death, so he True. kind of had an interest in it, yeah. contacted a New Jersey psychic it. Okay, okay. who told him to look for a house that seemed to match the foster house. When the psychic was brought to the city, she led Bristow straight to the house. Bristow refused to let go of investigating the case as in he carried on, he would, yeah. he would not put it down. Yeah. When he attended an estate sale at the foster home, Bristow discovered a bassinet similar to the one sold at JCPenney. Hmm. He also saw blankets hanging on a clothesline, which was similar to what the boy had been wrapped in. Hmm. Bristow believed that the child belonged to the stepdaughter of the man who ran the foster home. He believed the stepfather sure. had been involved in a sexual relationship with the girl and she became pregnant. The boy was hidden away, but when he died accidentally the man disposed of the boy so the girl would not be exposed as an unwed mother yeah 
which was a significant social stigma in the 1957. It's not sure. 2023. This is not a thing. You were not an unwed mother in 1957. It yeah, no. Yeah, go, go. Right? However, despite the circumstantial evidence, the police were unable to find any real links between the family and the boy in the box. And in 1998, after a DNA test, it was ruled out that the stepdaughter was the boy's mother hmm. the second theory emerged in february 2002 when a woman identified only as m came forward she claimed that her abusive mother purchased the unknown boy named jonathan from his birth parents in the hmm. summer of 1954 the youngest was subjected to extreme physical and sexual abuse for two and a half years her mother then allegedly killed the boy in a fit sure. of rage when he vomited in the bathtub the woman then cut the boy's long hair explaining why there was that ragged haircut mm. okay and dumped him in the lot m went on to say that they were preparing to remove the boy's body from a trunk when a passing male motorist pulled alongside to inquire whether they needed assistance. They ignored him and he eventually drove away. This story corroborated confidential testimony given by a male witness in 1957 who did say he had seen women <laughs> near the lot. The police considered the story quite plausible, but were troubled by M's testimony because she had a history of mental illness. Eish, when interviewed, eish. though, neighbors who had access to the house denied that there had ever been a young boy living there and that M's claims were ridiculous. Mm. Right? We then skipped 20 years later to December 8th, 2022, when Philadelphia Police Department Commissioner Danielle Outlaw announced a breakthrough in the case saying that the boy found dead was named Joseph Augustus Zarelli. The child's story, always remembered by the community, the she said, his story was never forgotten. Mm. As Outlaw and the others explained during a police press conference, uh, the boy was identified thanks to genetic John genealogy his dna was uploaded to a genetic database which then led him to them to relatives on the mother's side after okay. pouring through birth records they were also able to identify the father and learned that the boy's mother had three other children mm. the investigators found that joseph was born on the january 13 1953 which meant he was four years old when his body was found aside from that however the detectives have been tight-lipped and actually have a uh, kept the names of the parents out of the media mm. to protect the living siblings, right? Hey. And they do have their suspicions. However, despite the fact that we now know his identity, the story of what happened to him remains unsolved. Ha! Okay, you're telling me you're that fun. the parents for however many years... Never ha. came forward. Mm -mm, this one doesn't make sense. I feel like uh, with this situation, uh, for me, the second the, the second theory takes it for me. For me, I just so. Do you think these parents did sell the sibling, this boy, <laughs> which is why they would never have come forward? Yeah. Either they never came forward because it was the parents' fault. The parents killed him. But my thing is, why was this abuse and whatever treatment not subjected then to the other three 
kids because he was very badly beaten. I mean, you could see the fact that he had scars and everything. Mm, yeah. I think it does make more sense that maybe she did end up selling him for mm-hmm. Lord knows what reason she's selling yep. her child. Maybe it was an earlier pregnancy. They didn't have financial means or stability yeah. to keep the child. And so they instead sold him thinking maybe he'll have a better life. Yeah. And then ended up. And although the neighbors say there was never a boy, if they wanted to keep the boy a secret, they could have kept him in a basement with a rag in his mouth. I do not think that yeah. is beyond them. The fact that he was so badly, badly beaten, he was probably locked up somewhere, chained somewhere. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I think it's more plausible than the whole foster home one. But yeah, I think the only sense that can be made was that either the parents killed him that's why they never came forward in the first place or the parents did sell him and then or maybe they they were killed he was killed but my thing is right if you sell your child you're also not going to come forward when you see the news that this boy is dead you're not going to come forward because it's not legal to sell a kid yeah you see so there's that so that's my thing is because clearly if they loved and cared for this boy they would have come forward no matter what i there's definitely something suspicious mm-hmm. and obviously this evidence was only found it's less been less than a year so i'm assuming police are still investigating the parents are probably not even they might not even be alive mm. because if he was born in the 50s the parents were probably born in the they'd be very old yeah yeah if they're still alive if they're still alive Mm. so that also might be now one of the things why they can't get the truth because if the parents are dead and let's say the other siblings were born after this boy Mm. then really you really can't find out what happened and probably they didn't even know that the boy existed do you understand Mm. so Imagine getting a phone call from the police and telling you that your long, you have a long-lost brother who has been a center of the town's unsolved mysteries for like 60 years. And you're like, excuse <laughs> me? Yeah, yeah. Because they themselves will probably be about 50s, 60s now, the kids. Mm, mm. So you see, then their parents can very well not be alive unless they yeah. live to like 90-something. So yeah. you see, then how do you find the yeah, truth no, if that, the parents yeah. are dead? Mm, mm. because clearly something happened the parents are probably the only ones who could have given information because also mm. if he had been kidnapped there would have been a missing file a person's file yeah, about him yeah that also so yeah. my conclusion is mm. either the parents had something to do with it or they i think theory two is probably more the more accurate one yeah because otherwise they would have they otherwise what was their reason for not coming forward when he was found mm. I mean, mm. like we said, 3,000 flyers went out. 300,000 yeah. flyers went out. I mean, you they probably even saw And the fact they, that it was a it. well-known case throughout Philadelphia. Mm. I mean, you know your town's history. You know, mm-hmm. like, when something big like that happens, everybody knows about it. Ne- yeah. You can't also then blame negligence or, mm. Mm. or... Not negligence. What's the word? I didn't know. Yeah not being aware ignorance you can't blame ignorance mm. but yes that is the boy in the box hopefully there will be more more light shed on this case as investigations continue otherwise anything else you'd like to add theory two takes it for me <laughs> i'm not gonna be a conspiracy theorist here <laughs> but yeah that one. yes but <laughs> otherwise we will see you next time awesome active fm radio has never been better